Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! Let's go through the two big stories that have occurred here in the last, whatever it might be, five, six hours, last 12, 24 hours regarding Nashville and baseball winter meetings. It does sound like that Juan Soto is going to be a Yankee, and it sounds like that's going to happen sooner rather than later. So somehow, maybe within the next, or by the time we even sign off, they will make some sort of announcement as the Padres are caught now based on the idea that they've lost some revenue with the Bally Sports thing doing their TV games. Uh, and, uh, you know, obviously their CEO passed away in Seidler. And, uh, you know, they did not do anything last year as far as their season is concerned, despite the huge payroll. And it sounds like San Diego right now is pretty close to dealing Soto to New York uh, for a couple of pitchers. One of them, minor league and Thorpe, who I guess everybody loves. Michael King, another. Uh, the Padres will throw Trent Grissom in. That's a strict salary dump. Grissom can hit, but he's a great defensive center fielder. Uh, and then the Yankees uh, will get Soto. Somebody they desperately need for their offense. Soto, of course, uh, you know, he is a great offensive player. I mean, listen, was he phenomenal for the Padres two years ago? No. When he got there from Washington, he had a very good year last year. Didn't help the Padres win any games. They had an awful year, but you can't blame it on his batting average wasn't quite as good as it's been, but he was very, very good in all the other areas, including on base. He's a left-hand hitter. He's selective. We all know who he is. Won a championship with Rendon and the Strasburg and the Nationals when they beat Houston. Uh, he's uh, 25, 26 years of age. He's exactly what the doctor ordered as far as the Yankee offense is concerned. They can pair him behind Judge. Uh, they get more left-handed, which they need desperately at Yankee Stadium uh, because they don't have any left-hand hitting. Uh, you know, Obviously, Rizzo went out last year and everything else. So another left-handed bat will go a long way there. He is not a good outfielder. You have to live with that if you're a Yankee fan. And he is a free agent after 2024. And his agent is Scott Boris. But you know, you tell me when the last time the Yankees, uh, you know, lost somebody they wanted to keep because of free agency. Uh, the Yankees don't necessarily, it's a big advantage they have compared to all these other teams because the Yankees know once they get a guy in there in New York, even if he is a free agent to be, they got a hell of a chance to get him re-signed because who the hell wants to live or leave Yankee Stadium? It's New York City. The ballpark is great, uh, you know, for especially the left-hand hitter or the offensive player. Uh, you know, Ruth, Garrick, Mano, DiMaggio start there. I mean, they have more money than God, and the Yankees, for the most part, have a good chance to win something every single year. So, and money doesn't scare them. Now, I mean, and, you know, Steinbrenner, Mr. Steinbrenner is under the gun right now. He put together a horrific, him and Cashman, they put together a horrific ball club this past year. They haven't been in a World Series since 2009. They haven't won a World Series since uh, Mariano beat the Phillies in 2009. That's a long time in between drinks. If you're a Yankee fan, and the prices don't go down, they go up. So, from that standpoint, as far as the tickets and parking and buying yourself a hot dog, uh, you know the prices get steep. So as a result, the Yankees, after that kind of season, needed to do something. And what something they did, uh, it sounds like is going to be Soto. San Diego made a run at it a couple years ago. They I mean, obviously, they signed Machado and they had Tatis. They gave him $341 million or whatever it was, a million total. They made the trade. Uh, they bought Bogarts in there, which turned out to be a mistake. 
making way too much money for a guy who's who's a good player, not a great player, and obviously they traded for Soto long before they got Bogarts. They traded for Soto and they put him out in the outfield. They gave up a lot of young players for him. They've always had a pretty good farm system, and I, you know, they needed to get pitching back. The Yankees have some young pitchers they can give back to San Diego. Padres have Darvish and um, Musgrove, but obviously they lost Snell, and they need their they need to supplement that three, four, five starter scenario. So they very much did that now uh, with. Uh, this trade, uh, if it goes down with Soto, they also unload again Grissom, making a lot of money arbitration-wise. And uh, there you go. This makes the Yankees much better. Anybody thought that the Yankees were going to be, you know, quiet or you know, going to sort of look to go about things differently were nuts. Uh, these are the New York Yankees. The Dodgers are going to do some stuff here too. These are the New York Yankees from that standpoint. And the Yankees, you know, are not a ball club that is going to sit back and, um, you know, uh, they're not going to sit back and, you know, basically think about what they could have done. They're going to go out there and they're going to try to be active. There's always whispers about whether Howe wants to win as much as his old man did. You know, he brought Rondon in last year. It turned out to be a complete bust. They made sure they re-signed Judge. They gave him $360 million. So he did answer the bell last year, and now he's going to answer the bell with Soto off that 82-80 and 80 season. Sounds like the Yankees are still in the mix for the pitcher Yamamoto. They're going to begin negotiations, I guess he will, on Monday in California. The Yankees will have representation there. So, uh, you know, it's been a very quiet four days in baseball. They haven't had anything going on whatsoever. And, of course, here today now, uh, they have we have a little something going on with Soto. So, Phillips will help us a little later on. We'll get into some more specifics there. That is uh, item number one. Item number two is this Otani nonsense. And uh, I'll tell you right now, first off, I would never, under any circumstances, if it was my team, I'm not bringing Otani to my ball club. Um, yeah, tell me what's the last, tell me what game he played in with Anaheim. And I'm not saying it's his fault, but tell me what game he played on with Anaheim in the last five, six years in September that was meaningful. Go ahead. Tell me the game. Tell me the game that he went on the mound or he went up to the plate and hit three homers in a huge game for the Angels in September. Last year, they won 73 games. He missed 25 of them. He cleaned out his locker in early September and said adios because he was injured with the Tommy John and he knew maybe he wasn't going back to Anaheim. And out he went. He doesn't do press conferences. Only he talks to the media for a little bit after he pitches. He basically runs the team. I mean, he tells the Angel folks when he's going to talk and what he's going to do things. He's put together this ridiculous scenario here uh, this uh, offseason about how if there's a team out there that releases information that I'm interested in, we're going to look down upon them, which is absolutely freaking absurd, uh, you know, which obviously got Dave Roberts in some trouble and he did nothing wrong but answer questions honestly. And everybody tried to sit there and say, wow, that might hurt L.A. now when Roberts a couple days ago said, yeah, we had lunch with old Tony when he visited L.A. and all things we thought went pretty well and everybody jumped down Roberts's back. Well, hold on now. Why would you say that, Dave, when in fact the Otani camp said we would prefer that nobody mentions us that we're interested because if you do, we're going to look down on you. So why would Rogers, Roberts open up his big mouth? Well, Roberts had no choice. He was doing the media scrum, which he's required to do when he goes to the winter meetings to meet the reporters first time in the offseason. And the Dodgers, of course, did a horrific job with this. They should have said something themselves, put out a press release before the winter meetings began 
can to take Roberts off the hook. The Dodgers did not do that. Roberts doesn't want to lie to the guys who cover him every day. So he came out and said, hey, listen, you know, we had a good conversation a couple days ago. I feel good about it, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, everybody now wonders whether Otani looks down on that. And the Dodgers themselves did a horrific job. Brendan Gomes, who I've never heard of, who's some rookie GM, basically, you know, distanced himself from Roberts' comments. Uh, hung him out to dry, which is an absolute disgrace what he did and what that franchise did. And remember, that franchise is not exactly PR savvy. If you remember the issue they had this summer with that whole thing with the uh, the nuns and everything else, I'm not getting into the well, here's and why's, but it wasn't pretty from the Dodger perspective. It was a complete mess. And, uh, you know, as far as this situation is concerned, uh, you know, to leave your manager out, who's been a hell of a manager, he's been a great team spokesman, he's been a spokesman, he's been there a long time, and to leave him out there to, to hang him out to dry as Gomes and that franchise did, they should be ashamed of themselves. And if I was Roberts, I'd be pissed off. Hold on now, guys. You're going to get on me now? When you put me out there to talk to the media, I had to talk to the media, and and, and then I, I'm honest with them, and I, I and innocuously answer a question, and you can't back me up with your public statements a day later. How about the Dodgers say, you know what, good for Dave, yes, we did meet with him. Or how about the Dodger front office and PR staff telling us before the winter meetings that, yes, we talked to Otani, so you took the manager off the griddle because you know the manager's got to talk in the winter meetings. The Dodgers themselves had a room, not at the main hotel, they were outside campus. Typical Dodgers think they're better than everybody. They were offside their campus, and so when Robert circulates around that Grand Opry Hotel, he's got to get surrounded by, including WMOB Network, he's got to get surrounded by reporters, and he's honest. And the Dodgers should have taken care of this long before Roberts even showed up. And the Dodgers didn't do that, and so Roberts gets pounded, which is absolutely absurd. And Otani, uh, if anybody pays him $600 million, they need their freaking heads examined. All right? Again, one more time. Name me the game in his five years there, and I'm not blaming it on him, but it's fact. Name me the game there in the five years that he was with the Angels that they ever played of significance in the month of September, or even go better yet, the second half of the season. None, zero. I mean, uh, he's not going to pitch next year. He's a he's a he's a unique player, and the media, you know, basically salivates over him, which is a major problem. I mean, the guy does nothing. The baseball media, you know, treats him, you know, with such they bow down in reverence, and which is playing right into his hands. I say this, and I'll say, first off, I hate the way he's handled this from a, from a secretive standpoint. It drives you crazy. You know, he wouldn't even tell us the name of his dog when he won the American League MVP award. He was annoyed that he was asked when he had the dog on his lap when he took the call. This guy, he, uh, you know, you can have him. I wouldn't go near him with a 10-foot pole. Because you're not going to win with them. And the Dodgers, what are the Dodgers worried about with attendance? The Dodgers draw three and a half million a year anyway, and they're locked into that TV contract. So they don't, it's not like they're going to add so much money to the coffers. How much money can you add? You can't, what do you want, some more season tickets? They draw three, three plus year every year. All right, you can raise the prices of the Dodger dog a little bit. But my God almighty, uh, just enough. I wouldn't go near him. And I'm not saying he's not unique and he's not great. Don't get me wrong. And am I also saying it's his fault? I'm giving you facts. And the facts of the matter is, by having him on your team for $600 million, you have no guarantee you're going to win. And next year, what he's going to do is basically give you four bats a game as a DH. That's what he's going to do. And he's a 270 hitter. With 40 homers, but he's a 270 hitter. I would not touch him. 
if it was my team. Now, it sounds like, you know, it's hard to read in between the tea leaves because, God forbid, this is, you know, secretive. And so as a result of that, we all have to guess, which is absolutely absurd. We have to guess the scenario with what he wants to do. Never a press conference, never an update from an agent. Just uh, disgraceful. I mean, baseball needs him in a worse way to, you know, basically provide a little leadership, maybe get this done by the end of the winter meetings. I mean, baseball did spend a fortune uh, to have everybody go down in Nashville and have no information and everybody's waiting uh, for uh, 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 God blessed Otani to make a call on where he's going to play, you can have him. I would not go near him. I just wouldn't. I mean, and I know he's great and I know he's unique, more importantly. I understand that. But uh, you have no guarantee you're going to win. And it sounds like it's Toronto or the Dodgers. Now, you know, it, it sound, you know the Yankees, you wouldn't think, no way. You know, he's not going to go to the East Coast anyway. It sounds like he's uh, got a little, uh, you know, he, he, he finds uh, a very attractive situation being sort of the, uh, in Canada with Toronto, you know, who he visited in Dunedin. I mean, I wonder if that uh, hurt their chances, the fact that that, spilled that he was in Dunedin, Florida, visiting their spring training site. And the Dodgers, of course, we all speculated anyway, and they had been pinching pennies for a long time. The Giants need him just to have a face of their organization. I don't know where they stand. You know, the Angels are the incumbent. They always thought they still had a chance. Who knows where they are, too? And Council did say this week in Nashville that he hasn't had any contact with Otani, which made people think, well, hold on now, if Roberts did and Council didn't, that means the Cubs must be out of it. So, that's why right now I'll put the Cubs out of the mix. And, I, you know, it's probably Giants, Dodgers, Blue Jays, and Angels. And, and uh, I'm guessing, uh, and, you know, I have to chronicle this because it's my job. I guess the Dodgers and the Blue Jays are the two teams that have the best chance to get him long term. Coming off a second Tommy John. And the biggest game he ever pitched was one inning and one strikeout against Michael Trout. And that was in a World Baseball Classic in March. Take it easy. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.